Good evening and thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're watching KSAT's 9 at Night. I'm Stefania Jimenez. And tonight we begin with a new law that expands health care and benefits for veterans who were exposed to burn pits during war. So it's called the PACT Act and last week President Joe Biden signed this into law and tonight we're going to hear from a local veteran about how the law affects millions of people just like him. His name is John Roberts. He's a Navy veteran and he served in Iraq and while he was there he would throw trash into a burn pit so he knows that he would inhale smoke and other unknown chemicals. Well now we know that those chemicals can cause cancer and other diseases and Robert says that he worries about that more as he gets older. It's not something that's, you know, been affecting me right now. I'm worried about later. I have friends that have had cancer. So those are the things that I worry about with my friends and me. Now, the PACT Act is going to allow uh, more than 3 million veterans to have access to more health care. And, you know, since this is Military City USA, we take this very seriously. If you're a veteran and you're trying to get more information on this, just visit our website, ksat.com, or you can go straight to the VA's website for more information. It helps the most vulnerable people in San Antonio, and now the city's homeless street outreach team needs help, too. The team is scrambling to keep workers, and that's challenging because they're the ones who help homeless people get stable and find things like housing and food. Next week, an outreach worker in District 3 is set to leave. Over the last year and a half, the team has lost four other workers. Knowing this field and knowing that it's a new program, uh, I'm not concerned at the moment. We are listening to this team about their challenges. Um, they all really care about the work a lot, uh, very deeply. And so that's a good thing. So why is this happening? Well, some workers are worried about pay. We know that their positions pay at least $45,000 a year, but the city's budget proposal would actually boost that by at least 7%. In the meantime, the city says it's already selected people for three district vacancies and also extended offers. So we'll keep you posted on that. 70 years. That is the prison sentence for a San Antonio man convicted of brutally killing a woman in 2020. The jury took about an hour to decide Rafael Castillo's punishment. It's the same jury that convicted Castillo for murdering Nicole Perry yesterday. Castillo is going to be eligible for parole after serving 30 years. Another man also learned his fate today. Fernando Rojas is getting 50 years in prison after being convicted in the 2021 shooting deaths of two people. Those victims are Jonathan Fan and Serena Bain. They were killed in August of last year after they and a man named Joe Book got into an argument with Rojas in southeast Bear County. The Bear County Sheriff's Office said the shooting was the result of a domestic dispute. Book was shot in the head but survived. Police arrested Rojas six days later in Las Vegas, and in exchange for his guilty plea, Rojas was sentenced to 50 years for the murders and 20 years for the aggravated assault, and he's going to serve those sentences at the same time. Police say that security video is the very reason that they have a suspect in custody, and this has to do with the shooting on the east side. The suspect in this case is 28-year-old Tyrell Jones. He's facing a murder charge in the shooting death of 22-year-old Castatroy Barnett. Barnett's roommate found him dead on a mattress with multiple gunshot wounds on Paso Ondo. Police say that security video shows Jones leaving Barnett's home on the day of the murder with a gun in his hand. Now switching gears, let's talk monkeypox now. We know that here in Bear County, the number of cases of monkeypox 
still at 20, but over in Houston, a child under the age of two just tested presumptive positive for that virus. Now, Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo says the child has a rash, but no other symptoms. The child was not in a daycare or even a school setting. So, you know, the question is how that child became infected. Health officials are looking into that. This is the seventh child monkeypox case in the country and the first that we're seeing right here in Texas. Back here at home, VIA riders need to know about this. The transportation system is modifying some of its services through the month. Now, some of those changes are to avoid construction areas like routes near UTSA. Other changes are aimed at cutting wait times like Route 524 from Texas Vista Medical Center to Palo Alto College. Now, VIA is also adding more bus times to Route 651 in the Deco District and Castle Hills and a new VIA link zone and express bus service to the San Antonio International Airport. I know what I just said was a lot. There are a lot of changes in the works, but you know what? We have them listed for you. Just go to our website, ksat.com. Now let's get you ready for Friday Eve. Here's meteorologist Adam Kasky with your forecast. Rain chances are back in the picture tomorrow once we get into the afternoon. We'll have a lot of sunshine through the noon hour and then later on, say four or five o'clock, we'll start to see some widely separated activity starting in the hill country, then pushing southward. Best chances are along and north of Highway 90. As for temperatures, 78 at seven o'clock by noon, sunny in 92 than a high of 98. Here's another way to look at the rain chances tomorrow. Locally about 40%. You can get up into Kerr County, Kendall, Comal County, and even in northern Guadalupe County, about a 60% chance, but farther south of San Antonio, I don't even think you'll see a drop. A few isolated showers then on Friday, 30% chance, mid-90s on Friday, Saturday sunny in 97, Sunday 96, the off chance of a few showers. There is some hope for next week. Right now we have it at 30% with the potential of really raising those odds. So check back in for updates. Let's keep our fingers crossed. In just one day, we should hear whether a judge decided to unseal the affidavit regarding the FBI search at Mar-a-Lago. Tomorrow, the same judge who authorized the search warrant is going to make that decision. Former President Donald Trump says that he wants the affidavit to be unsealed. But here's the thing. The DOJ is against it, saying it could damage the investigation. Ironically, the Department of Justice and Mr. Trump uh, believe that the same thing will occur if the affidavit is released. They both believe that the investigation will be impeded. They both believe that sources will be compromised. This all has to deal with the FBI seizing classified documents from Trump's Florida home last week. Since then, ABC News has reported that the FBI has interviewed former White House counsel Pat Cipollone and his deputy about the storing of those documents. General Motors now recalling hundreds of thousands of vehicles because of seatbelt issues. So this recall applies to 2021 to 2022 Cadillac Escalades, Chevrolet Suburbans, Tahoes and GMC Yukons. Now the car maker hasn't reported any accidents or any injuries from this particular seatbelt issue, but the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration says the seatbelts in the third row could have a problem with the buckles. This recall affects more than 485 thousand vehicles and we want you to stick around because tonight on the night beat we're going to talk about something that we're all familiar with and that is the need for affordable housing in san antonio and you know where that's really obvious at haven for hope that nonprofit shelter is over capacity and tonight we're going to tell you what's being done to provide more housing opportunities plus 
A local school district is doing something new to keep its students safe. It's arming staff just in time for the new school year, and we'll tell you more about that at 10 o'clock. Now, before we go, you have to see this dad come to the rescue. He's from Houston and he caught and released an alligator that was on his front yard. True story. Now, he says his daughter told him about the wild animal, but he didn't believe her because he thought she was just trying to get out of going back to school on the first day. But it wasn't long before he realized it was real. So right away, he threw a towel over its eyes to calm it down. He says it's something that he saw on TV, and then he put his knee into the gator's belly and then put it on its back. It's something that he learned as a jiu-jitsu champion and MMA fighter, as we all are, right? Now, instead of waiting for wild animal control to come in, he actually used his truck to release the gator into a nearby creek, and we are so happy to tell you tonight that no animals or people were hurt in the process. Still scary stuff. I don't think I'd remember any of his advice if I were to see an alligator in front of my home. Just saying, I'd probably run in and cry. I'd definitely call animal control. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We loved having your company. Have a wonderful night. And remember that KSAT's 9 at Night returns tomorrow. Stay cool.